Welcome back to Geeking Out Over Star Wars. My name is Zachary. This has been a little bit annoying to get together because we've had some technical issues, but we are finally up and running. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I am joined by Shamari. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Um, glad to be back talking Star Wars as usual. Um, yeah, some of the technical technical issues we've been having, very frustrating, but uh, regardless, glad to be here, as always. <laughs> We had this entire discussion last week that nobody will get to hear because um, we recorded. It was this beautiful, if maybe a little too long, discussion about the Rising Storm. Full spoiler breakdown. It was a great discussion. It really, really was. An enjoyable discussion regardless. Yeah, regardless. Oh, yeah, (laughs) 1,000%. So we got to talk to each other, which was good. um, And I'm glad we did that. The rest of the world doesn't get to hear us geek out. So, listen, they are lost. Um, I'm only, I was only slightly read very disappointed. Um, but listen, that's, 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 that's the gig that happens, right? What, what can we do? It happens sometimes. Um, so we have a nice episode for today. This is not going to be another two hour discussion. No worries. Um, but, but we have some interesting news about the higher public and then some interesting news about Star Wars Visions that I think we're going to have a really nice discussion on. Um, again, for those who don't know, this is Geeking Out Over Star Wars, where we do exactly that. We geek out over Star Wars. That means everything going on in the movies, though there aren't many movies right now. That means everything going on on Disney+, Plus. all the shows animated or live action, the comics, the canon novels, and maybe not canon novels coming up. Uh, we cover it all. We talk about it all. We geek out. We're friends. We've been around. We've been friends for a while. We've we connected over Star Wars, and we've just continued that here. Um, uh, we got to start out. I was going to make it another episode if there was enough news to talk about, but there wasn't, so it just made sense to include it here. Uh, some news to start off before we get into the main topic of the show, which will be Visions later on. Uh, wave 3 of the first phase... Of the High Republic Initiative, that's that's a mouthful, was announced at the San Diego Comic-Con at Home panel um, today. Now, Shamari, did you get a chance to check that out? I did. Yes, I did. It was a very... I liked it. I thought the panel was great. Um, like you said, not a whole lot of news, but, but even so, I still enjoy listening to the authors talk about these stories. I mean, they put so much thought and work into it, which I very much appreciate. And it's always just good getting their insight into into like because they they are writing these characters so it's always fun hearing them explain more about them so yeah i thought it was cool it is always fun and you can tell that they're having so much fun doing it also with each other and then just they're having the time of their lives so it is awesome to watch them pour their hearts out and to talk about these these characters and these situations and then to tease things that we don't know um, which is awesome uh, they did tease, or they didn't tease, they fully revealed no covers or anything and no real information or details about the stories themselves, but they did detail the third wave of Phase 1, and Phase 1 is called Light of the Jedi, which was kicked off by Light of the Jedi early this year in January by Charles Saul. The next wave, because next next week we get almost, not completely, but, but we get another, we're getting towards the end of Phase 2. Um, phase of wave two. I'm sorry. I'm messing all this up. Wave three will start early January, 2022. Um, and that will consist of four big stories. It seems the first, and, and this has me super excited, the fallen star, which is the next Del Rey novel by Claudia Gray. 
Um, we have Mission to Disaster, which is the middle grade novel by Justine Ireland. We have Eye of the Storm, which is a Marvel comic by Charles Soule, and it's going to be two oversized issues talking about Markeon Rowe. And then Midnight Horizon, the young adult novel by Daniel Jose Older. Um, so we know nothing about any of these stories yet, Shamar, but what are you, which one are you most excited for? Uh, so it's, so for me, uh, um, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited for all of these. Um, but I would say I'm probably most excited for Eye of the Storm, uh, by Charles Soule. Um, having read his other Star Wars material, particularly his comic book material, it has been top notch. Uh, particularly dealing with dark side characters and just his Darth Vader run was amazing. So, so yeah, it's, I mean, and then a comic basically about Markeon Rowe's past and his backstory and which he said, actually in the panel, he said it's pretty horrifying. So, I mean, I'm hooked. I mean, that's really all he had to say. Well, he, um, so he has what's, we haven't learned too much about Markian. We keep getting like these glimpses in each yeah. of the books um, without knowing too much. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited because like you, his Marvel comics, his Star Wars comics pedigree is insane. I mean, yeah. obviously there's that Darth Vader that Darth Vader run, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, regardless of the events of it, I actually thought the Rise of Kylo Ren wasn't a horrible comic itself. I actually enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that gives a lot like like some great insight into the character and like just how troubled he is um and how much he's struggling uh so i I, he's currently doing war he's doing the current star wars ish uh this current star wars run that takes place in between empire and return of the jedi and then he is all um and he's doing the current war of the bounty hunters crossover event so like when it comes to comics star wars comics this guy is is fantastic so that one definitely has me um, excited. I gotta say, the other one that has me, obviously, I feel like is a no-brainer is the Fallen Star. Yeah, that that was a close second for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Claudia Gray is. I I don't know if we both agree, but she's definitely my favorite Star Wars author right now. Um, with all of her books, have just been hit after hit after hit. She knows Star Wars so well, and because it is this last book, um, right at the end of phase one which was light of the jedi and the fallen star has such like a hopeful yet very ominous right like it's hopeful but now yes it's going it's going to go bad i just think i'm just very excited after finishing the rising storm um and i'm excited for out of the shadows next week i'm just that book has me like it's right above eye of the storm for me in terms of most anticipated yeah yeah i mean the fallen star um, I'm very curious. There's so much content even to come out going into going into that, but but I'm just I I can't wait. I can't wait to to um, and we know nothing about it, but even just knowing that Claudia Gray is writing this and that will be kicking off the third and and is it this is the final wave of Phase One, right? I mean, is that yeah? This yes, okay. this is the final wave of wa- Phase okay. One. Final. Yeah. Oof. So yeah. knowing that this is going to lead to the end of this phase um, is very exciting. And I believe that they put in, in the in the graphic that they had up, they put like the light 
uh, like goes dark. I believe the light of the Jedi goes dark. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh man. So, so this is going to be, I think this is going to be huge. I love Claudia Gray. I don't know that she is my favorite yet. She's, she's like top three, uh, like with no question, but like, but, but her, her books have been fantastic. And her book so far is my favorite high Republic story. Um, the, uh, into the dark. I think that was that's my favorite uh, of all the higher public stories so far. So I, I can't wait to see what she does um, uh, with this next one. You were right. We we really know nothing about it, and I don't think we're gonna know too much until maybe a couple months beforehand because we still have um, quite a bit of Phase Two material to get through. So we have yeah. Out of the Shadows next week. Um, we still have Tempest Runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, next month, which is a it's an audio book, but that's gonna be probably pretty big. We have the Monster Temple Peak um, comic series by Kevin Scott. We also have the, the Edge. High of, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I was just gonna add. We still have the High Republic comic also. Yeah, we still have the High Republic comic going. The High Republic Adventures comic is going. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jose Older is writing writing another High Republic Adventures comic, and I can't remember. And that also starts next month, if I'm correct. Um, and then we also have Edge of Balance in September, which is the Justina Ireland penned manga, um, yes. that follows Lily Torres, Tora Asai, I believe. And so we don't know how much those stories are going to further the f- entire narrative. Um, and it could all lead into this next phase. So we might not see any kind of information or details until October, which is, um, later, right? It's closer than we necessarily had to wait for um, this the 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 premises of this set of books that we're in right now. Um, so I'm I'm definitely I'm excited. I'm excited for Out of the Shadows next week. I'm beyond excited. Um, I don't know if you read the Star Wars always puts those little excerpt ups like few weeks beforehand, and they this this re- excerpt for next week's Out of the Shadows was a like a sparring match and then conversation between Wreath Silas from Into the Dark and Vernestra Rowe from A Test of Courage and a bunch of other things now because she's been all over the place, the comic series, Rising Storm, Race to Crash Point oh. Tower. Did you read yeah, that by we, any chance? No, I did not. <sighs> it's so good. And the conversation they have, again, it's so introspective. Like we talked about last week um, in The Rising Storm, just like what these authors are doing with these characters and attachments and everything. Oh, it's another one that was just. Oh. I'm so I'm very excited for 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 next week. Very very excited. Um, oh yeah, same. All right, so we're definitely excited. That was the High Republic news as part of the San Diego Comic Con at home panel. Um, so that's really it for the news. There hasn't really been much. Bad Batch is still going on. I don't know if you're caught up. Uh. Uh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This was another. This week was another. Uh, I don't want to say I, I don't always like using the word filler. Yeah, but it this, it it's starting to feel like that. Yeah, this I think this episode was the most filler one that we've got, um, because nothing that happened here, like you could skip this episode, yeah. and you wouldn't have missed anything for sure. That's what I was thinking as I was watching it too. I was like, <laughs> my brother walked away, and I was like, if you if you missed this, you probably wouldn't like miss anything. That'd be like if Sid, yeah. <laughs> uh, we won't go into specifics, but like. It could have had an impact if they wanted to, but it didn't. It all ended up like right where it started, and yeah. I said, "Oh, whatever." <laughs> I mean, it's probably one of those things where that character will come back into play in a small part later, but 
I don't know. Right. Whatever. We won't go into specifics on that. One day we'll 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 finally sit down and talk about the whole the whole series. Um, but really, the focus for today's episode, um, because there has been a lot more news recently. Um, we we got a bit of an extended look within the past couple weeks. Is about Star Wars Visions, the anthology animated anthology series coming to Disney Plus. Um, so just to kind of at the very top and kind of go over exactly what this is. This was announced at the last Disney's Investors Day in 2020. Um, and it is a, as officially described, series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring nine fantastic visions from several leading Japanese anime studios, offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. All right. Before we go into the breakdowns for these stories, which aren't official descriptions, just some things that the um, a lot of the directors talked about, and then our conversation about their their place in all of Star Wars. When you first heard about Visions, what were your thoughts? Uh, I loved it. I, when I first heard about Visions, um, I thought it was a fantastic idea. I thought that it was going to um, just be another way to 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 add a lot of fresh. I fresh new ideas uh, to the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, it just you know, bridge just have just expand your the the amount of people who can bring good quality content into Lucasfilm. And I, I thought it was I, I, I thought it was a fantastic idea to have uh, to to have uh, these like anime. Uh, stories um anime star wars stories uh you know brought into brought into the universe so i you know i i loved it personally see i'm with you right because anime is such as like it's 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 a very particular art form and it has mm-hmm. such style and there is so much room um there's so much room to to explore so many different themes and so many different characters in Star Wars and it could be so much fun. And if Star Wars has always been based off of Japanese themes, right? Like samurai films that George Lucas was originally playing with and anime is a Japanese creation, right? Like so like it just kind of feels like a natural extension and we don't always need western creators. I think it's awesome to go outside of that because Star Wars is international. Um and so to involve all these anime studios and these are some really big studios um in this and to give us these shorts uh i i think it worked right and and we're seeing it in the high republic initiative with the manga that's coming out we've seen it with the adaptations of the um the claudio book the claudia gray books that have also been released so there's there's a precedent for it and so i think this was just an awesome awesome something i wasn't expecting I really did not know this would be in the works. I didn't think they were going to go for this, but I was like, this is a cool way to explore different corners of the Star Wars universe with such distinctive flair and style. Um, now, our thoughts on that and our, our, our apprehension or excitement might have changed, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So I wanted to go through, and you have these laid out also. Um, so it's me, talking, me, me a bit talking for a second, but you don't have to completely listen to me because um, you'll have it in front of you. But I just wanted to go through the nine episodes. Um, recently, they were showed. They were shown off in this behind-the-scenes 
featurette about three minutes long at Anime Expo, which was um, a couple weeks ago, as well as the individual directors and creators and heads of studio talked about what the episodes are. They explained the premise of them at a, uh, at a conference in Tokyo um, a couple weeks back. So I wanted to go through not official descriptions. These weren't listed on a site or anything, but what these directors and creators said. Um, so first we have the first animated short is The Duel, which is animated by Kamikaze Doga. Um, I apologize if I am butchering any of these names, um, is directed by Junpei Mizusaki, and he says the duel is about the Jedi versus the Sith and the Rebels versus the Empire, which are current parts of the Star Wars lore. But he is, what if some random person in an unknown corner of the universe got hold of a lightsaber or some of that power on his own? That's the premise of the duel. That is incredibly bare bones and it tells us nothing, but there's that. Um, the next, the second episode is Lop and Akko, which is uh, or Aka, whatever, animated by Geno Studio. Uh, the director, Yuki Igarashi, had this to say. He said, the story is set between episodes three and four. The Galactic Empire is expanding throughout space. On a particular planet where the inhabitants are very close to nature, the Empire lands and builds a base. Their new technology causes conflict with the inhabitants and the protagonist, Akko, who is the daughter in a kind of local Yakuza family, meets the enslaved orphan Lop, who is a humanoid rabbit-like alien creature inspired by Jackson from the classic Star Wars comics. They meet and form a familial bond that is not bound by blood. Um, this one seems actually really interesting. I'm, I'm super excited yeah. for that one. Um, next is a super weird and interesting, but I'm totally ready for, Tatooine Rhapsody, which is animated by Studio Colorido. Um, the director, Taku Kimura, said that this is a Star Wars rock opera, and it portrays characters that we know, like Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett, with also new characters and a bold, cartoonish design. It has rock music, action, and a concert scene, a message of doing what is in your heart, regardless of your position. So I'm thinking like Jabba's Palace, but on like a rock concert level. So right. that would be fun. Um, the second, this this fourth, the second, this fourth one, um, which is going to be a big part of our conversation going forward, I think, um, is the twins animated by Studio Trigger. Uh, the tr founder Masahiko Otsuka had this to say that it set after Episode Nine, after Episode Nine, after the Empire has been vanquished by the Resistance, the remnants of the Imperial Army have raised a pair of twins on the dark side of the Force. Um, and this is directed by Hiro Hiroyuki Imaishi. Um, uh, anything after episode nine, I'm, I'm very curious, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, but we'll talk about what it actually means in, in just a minute. I promise. Um, the next one is The Elder, which is animated by Studio Trigger. Um, Masahiko Otsuka, who is the founder again, and also the director of this episode, said set shortly before episode one, in which the master and Padawan encounter an unknown adversary. That doesn't tell us anything. Uh, the next is The Village Bride, which is animated by Kinema Citrus. Hitoshi Haga, who is the director, said that it will show wedding traditions of an unknown planet, but not everything will go smoothly. We have Akakiri, which is animated by Science Saru. Um, Unyoung Choi said it's a love story between a Jedi and a princess. It's a kind of ephemeral road movie that follows the two of them and their friends on their journey. Um, T.O.B. 1, also animated by Science Saru, um, is the next one that is directed by Abel Gongora. He said it's a love story. It's a story about a little droid, but even though he is a droid, he has his own dreams, but eventually he'll give up on his dreams for something bigger, so it's like a growing up story. 
And then the last one is also takes place after episode nine. It's called The Ninth Jedi, and it's animated by Production IG. And Kenji Kamiyama, the director, posed this question after episode nine, has the galaxy settled into peace? What became of the Jedi Knights after the movie series? All right, so that was a lot of me talking. Based off just these small descriptions given by the directors and creators, regardless of their placement, regardless of what they mean to Star Wars as a whole, which ones are you excited for based off how they sound? Um, so so the, the, the short answer is all of them, uh, because I think they all sound, <laughs> sound very interesting. But the ones that I'm most excited for uh, would be The Duel, um, which, I mean, and that has a, a tie-in novel also, which, which we're, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit also. Um, there's also, uh, the twins, uh, the ninth Jedi, those are after episode nine, so that's always going to be, uh, very interesting. Um, and, uh, the elder, uh, because you have a master and a Padawan encountering an adversary. Sounds very, very, uh... Uh, sounds very much like uh, almost like a Qui Gon Obi Wan type of type of situation potentially. So, so yeah, I, I'm that's those are the ones that I'm most looking forward to. I I I think I'm I'm with you. So anything after the episode nine descriptions has me intrigued because again, I'd love to see what people think after episode nine. Um, Akakiri sounds interesting to me. I'm a sucker for some romance and a love story between a Jedi and a princess. Um, that I would like. Uh, Tatooine Rhapsody sounds absolutely bonkers, so I'm here for it. Um, the Village Bride also sounds weird. We're talking about wedding traditions in Star Wars, so talk about really picking something that probably you just would never see anywhere else. Um, so that 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 I'm excited for also. Um, as you mentioned, The Duel uh, by uh, Kamikaze Doga is... Is, has a tie-in novel called uh, Ronin, a Visions novel um, that will take place and further expand that story and will tie in. Um, one of the really, really interesting things that we found out, and this has really been, I think, this will be a nice, this will be a discussion point for us because I don't know if we fall on the same side. It was recently announced that Star Wars Visions is not canon. Star mm-hmm. Wars Visions is not canon. And that makes also Ronin the tie-in novel not canon as well. So we have not had, since Disney purchased Star Wars, everything they have created has been considered canon. Every audiobook, every, every, every original book and story, every animated show, every movie, every, everything that has been created has been considered canon. The official timeline of Star Wars. This is the first time we've gotten anything that is non-canon. And it's not like some small story. This is a major, major release on a major platform by major major studios. And not just on one level. We're getting both on the production side, on the visual side, and we're getting a novel that is canon. So you got two levels of of non-canon. Is two levels of non-canon material. What's your gut reaction to this? Uh, well, my gut reaction and my thought-out reaction are that I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. I, yeah, it's oh man, I I don't like this. Uh, not one, not one tiny bit do I like this. This is a, I think this is a terrible idea to have 
um, you know, these stories. Now, the only one of these that I would be okay with being not canon is probably Tatooine Rhapsody, just because it sounds like it's going to be so crazy, potentially, uh, which I'd be like, okay, I mean, I guess that doesn't have to be, I, I suppose, but... Um, or if it was just the director just said they wanted to go so wild with it, I'd be like, all right, I mean, I guess this doesn't have to be canon, but all the rest of those could 100% be canon. And, you know, so, so yeah, I, I think this is bad. I, I think what they should have done, because I know some of these take place after episode nine, um, so I know they maybe they want to just leave that slate completely open for, you know, the... Uh, you know, the story group and whoever else, uh, you know, the other creators at Lucasfilm that want to come on and maybe make movies, whether it be, you know, any of the movie makers working at Lucasfilm right now, um, that maybe want to make something post episode nine. Um, they want to keep that slate completely clean, then tell the, the directors who may be interested or the direct or just say when you put out the request for new content in Japan, say that this content needs to take place between this time period and this time period. Um, you know, or, you know, just set limits for the kinds of content or just do what they do with the authors, which is, you know, we want you to make something that takes place in this time period. You know, when you make it, our story group will, you will send us to the story group. They'll take a look at it. They'll let you know if you need to take this out or that out or whatever. And they'll do that. And then that's just what the situation will be. And, you know, this is like, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're Disney. They're Lucasfilm. They can, they can, you know, they can take the time to, and, and people will, I don't know if they think the, the anime writers won't want to deal with that or what, but I mean, this is Star Wars. They can find a, a good studio in Japan that will make an anime for them that's within, quite frankly, whatever story, whatever storyline they may generally want. So I... And I understand it gives the writers more freedom, but, but, but just, I don't care about this now because they, they've devoted so much to making it, no, everything that's made for all you hardcore Star Wars fans, everything that's made matters. It all fits somewhere. And, you know, even if we may not use it today or tomorrow, we may use it a couple of years from now and it'll, it's all like a one big shared universe. And now this is just not part of that. So it's like, I mean, yeah, you can watch this, I guess, but it's, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't really exist. And I also feel like it's kind, it's unfortunate because what if something here is so great that, you know, now I wish it were canon or it were, you know, like it's so, it, it's just very, it seems very limiting and very, very, um, it also seems very, uh, I don't know. And I know that I don't think they mean to have it be a thing against the writers. I don't I don't think this is I think Disney's just trying to keep things very, very neat. But it seems very like, oh, OK, you Eastern people. And I know they don't mean it like this, but it seems very much like, you know, no, you just make your stories, but it won't really matter. You know, like it's like, no, make it matter. <laughs> have them make a canon story that is really happening in the universe. So so that's that's how I feel about it. I don't like it. I think it's a terrible idea. But, you know, I don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> I, I am of so many different minds, and I it raises so many different questions. 
Um, and you raised a lot of different, a lot of interesting points that I hadn't considered. Right, so it, I'm trying to organize all of this into, into coherent sentences and questions. We don't know what the writers and what the studios that are making these think, right? Like, so we, yeah. you and I, and so many of the Star Wars fan base care about canon. And right, like, do these creators care about canon or are they trying, or does it matter to them if it matters, quote unquote? Or are they just trying to just want to make cool Star Wars stories? They found people who, and studios that are passionate and creators who are passionate. Um, that's one side of it, right? right. Another side is, like you brought up, does this just kind of give them more room, more more creative reins to just kind of do what you want without having to be beholden? Because, because truthfully, it is it is, and I can imagine that it would be, especially when it has to fit within a certain time frame or has to do with a certain character, that it can be a little limiting to certain authors um, that want to do a story when the story group's like, all right, well, you have to have this happen. This has to, it can't conflict with this. It can't do that. And I can, I would imagine that that can be a little bit limiting to certain creators. So when you have these studios and these, like, these places that have just such a distinctive style and, and want to tell such a, a cool, interesting story that you don't want to have to limit them. If that was the intent. I don't know if that was the intent. You then bring up the other point of what if these are cooler than what we have in canon now because right. what we have in canon now outside of the high republic is beholden to what has already come before right you you're beholden to the movies you're beholden to the clone wars you're beholden to the mandalorian you're beholden to the sequel trilogy you're beholden to rebels right you have to make sure whatever you make doesn't interfere overlap or intersect in a way that is that negates anything that's happened right so if these stories happen to be cooler, and let's say it's where where new people join in, right? They're like, oh, Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Like, I, I never really watched Star Wars before, but but Visions, the 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 Ninth Jedi was that was so cool. Then you find out that it does not matter, and that the rest of Star Wars is not like this. Mm. Did you succeed in what you were trying to do? Yeah. I there's just so many questions. Like, what does what does this mean for Star Wars publishing going forward? Do we see more of this? Like, will we see more non-canon stuff pop up? And there's a precedent for it, right? Not in Star Wars, but there is a precedent for it, right? Comic, both Marvel and DC do this all the time. You have your main continuity, your main timeline, and then you have you have your Elseworld stories. They don't call them Elseworld anymore, or they have, well, there's a whole DC thing in front frontier happening, and there's an Elseworld. But my point being is, right, you have something like Black Label, which is out of continuity stories that let you tell anything you want without having to be beholden to canon or continuity. Um, Marvel has done that with different, like the Ultimates universe, and so it was a whole separate universe that didn't intersect with the main 616. So it works. But you're correct. Since Star Wars was purchased by Disney, it has been It All Matters. We've talked about it. Seeing characters crossed over, knowing that this story will play into that, knowing that that's happening somewhere else, but it might or might not. Like, It All Matters. That has been kind of what has always been my goal. I'm such a canon junkie. 
right? So that is, I have been unable, and this is not me knocking on the creators, and I know I'm being like ignorant, but I'm unable to go go back to past legend stories because I know that it's not canon. And if it's not canon, then I'm just automatically less interested. I know that's, I might, I'm, I'm, I may be the only one and I might not be the only one. I don't know. But that's my look. So I can imagine that with some viewers be like, well, if it doesn't matter, like you just said, if it doesn't matter, then what's my impetus? Will I watch it because I'm a Star Wars fan and I consume all Star Wars? Yeah, duh. Will I care as much in the end? Right? Like if there's a story that takes place after number nine and you're like, oh, what was what was the first one? The twins, the remnants of the Imperial Army raise a pair of twins on the dark side of the force that automatically brings me to like what is it um the older public game and the um the uh, like that's such a cool story that has so much potential and you're like oh my god i wish they go in this direction and then they don't my question is and i'm talking i'm talking so much now was what was what was their reasoning why wouldn't they want to make some of these stories canon yeah yeah, that's 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 my big question also. Um because I understand and like you had mentioned, I understand that it can definitely be limiting in terms of the creators, right? Them having to follow like strict guidelines in terms of what when they would be able to write their stories and what they would be able to write their stories about and things like that. Like but you know I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like they, if they, if they wanted stories within canon, I feel like they could have found someone, even if it's not these creators, maybe that was a condition of theirs. Maybe if they wanted them to do it, but they said, no, I don't, I don't care about your canon. Like, I would want to know that to, to know, okay, so why is this not canon? Because I'm much less interested in this because it's not canon. And they've been, and they've been doing very tiny things lately like the like in the bad batch when they re when they re did the whole like Kanan um story and then there was something else Filoni did as well in the bad batch where there it was something very minuscule but like something else where it was kind of like this is contradicting something else like there are a couple just tiny moments in the bad batch where it's just okay so this thing that I read before is not Kanan anymore <laughs> because of the bad batch so it's like I don't I don't know why, uh, you know they're doing this. I mean this, but this is those are very tiny. This is like major because these are all new stories that are completely new. It's not dealing with any characters that we know of before, um, you know. Which honestly, if this if this were dealing with if these if these were like Obi Wan stories or other stories, I probably mind a little less. Ironically enough. But because these are new stories, which is the content that I want, now they're saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Now it's like, and now I care even less. Because these are new characters that I may really like. I might really like some of these characters. And it's like, no, nah, they don't, they don't, they don't really matter. So it's I think it's a shame. I think it's a lost opportunity. You know, I, I think if these characters end up being really good or very beloved. Like, what if we get another Ahsoka out of out of one of these characters, and then they just did? But Disney said it's not canon, so you know who cares. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing, right? So I'm thinking of I'm um, I'm just 
off the top of my head, you read something like um, Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy. Um, and it's a phenomenal book. And I remember reading that and going through different story beats and different iterations of these characters we come to know. And I'm reading that. I'm going, wow, this is this is awesome. I love this. And then I go back to the mainline Batman series and I'm like, it's, it, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, I, I kind of miss those that version of these characters. I'm not saying it's necessarily better, but I miss that. And I think it was cool to see that that alternative take. So will that kind of, you know, whiplash going back and be like, oh, that disappointment set in. I, I don't I don't want that to happen. And then we have the Bad Batch, right? And you were talking about the, you know, the continuity um, stuff. And we and we kind of always knew that anything TV, anything on Disney Plus, anything TV, anything studio wise will always 1000 percent override the story group and the the yeah. publishing, the the print publishing side of things. That's just always going to be the case because what reaches most eye, reaching most eye. You ask, you ask ten. You see, if you ask ten thousand people if they've read High Republic, you might get a fraction of a fraction of the ten thousand. And then if you ask them the same ten thousand if they've seen the Bad Batch or heard of the Bad Batch, you'd get like eight thousand. And like it's just there's just so many more people, so many more eyes on it. So I get that. And it can be a little disappointing, but I feel like for the most part, it's been small stuff that hasn't hampered exactly. my my love for the Ahsoka book or hasn't hampered my love for the Kane in the last Padawan comic series. Um, right. It's just been like, oh, okay, all right, that's that's weird, but it doesn't change the overall story. It's fine. This is like, no, this could, this could be, for all intents and purposes, this could be better than like... I'm not saying anything's better, and this would be blasphemy for me to say anything's better than the original Star Wars. I'm like, this would be so cool, and be like, this is the best thing since the original Star Wars. Right. I, and then I'm like, well, I... Uh, then, well, then, in another world, do they create... I remember... I don't know if you remember. I remember years ago. I, it must have been when they first purchased it. It must have been, I think... When they first, what, they purchased it in 2012? It was 2012. Yeah. yeah. Now, it must have been, I don't know, 2014 or so. They were putting out more novels. Things were starting to come out. And you remember Collider Jedi Council? Yes. Okay. okay. So Christian was talking to John. Um, and he was talking about, like, I can only imagine that with all these stories at some points, because they're just, you can't afford, you can't resist overlapping or there's just too many stories, you're going to end up having, like, multiple levels of canon. And I feel like mm -hmm. at first I was like, nah. They got this. And I mean, even as a few months ago, I'm like, nah, they got this. They seem to, the story group is keeping an eye on all the stories. The publishing is going in routes they know won't interject with other, th intersect or negate anything else, right? And there won't be a problem. Then this comes out, not just Visions, but then also the tie-in novel, which opens the world up for, yeah, an entire other line of canon, like a, a, a different section of canon that's like, this isn't, canon it's not the main universe but now we're going to set up like a whole nother ultimate universe quote unquote yeah. and i again i'm always excited for more stories right like so i will watch these and probably really like some of them i that's just that's going to happen and of course i support star wars i support these studios and these creators and i'm super excited to see what some of them do they sound super interesting but in terms of its placement in canon um, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm on both sides of this. 
I'm on, yes, let the creators do what they want and let them have an awesome time and give me more Star Wars and, and get more influences from other places. I think everything about Visions in terms of that, right, is fantastic. I think yeah. that's such a great idea. The idea that we might be starting more non-canon things because I can only assume this is all, this is the beginning. Um, that has me a little less excited, but again, on both sides of the fence. So I don't know. I really don't know. I do not know. Yeah, I, I hope we don't see any more of this personally, um, because it's just gonna be more content, and it's also I think it's gonna confuse people because if someone's mm-hmm. like not a massive Star Wars fan but they're watching this, or if they say, "Hey," if they're asking me, "Do you recommend that I watch that?" Because I've had that recently. People ask me, "Hey, you know, how is this? Do you think I should watch this?" Um, you know, I won't know what to say. Because I'll be like, I mean, you can watch it. You're never going to see them in live action. You're never going to see them in anything else. But yeah, I mean, you can watch it. <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, what am I supposed to say? So it's really, I think it's just going to, it's not a good idea. So I don't know. I hope this is the last that of these, of the new quote unquote non-canon, you know, stories. I, I just don't think it fits. I don't think that's the case though. I think this is one of those things. Once you get started on that road, uh, there's no looking back. I really, I really do think so. And, and it's the same because they 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 pitched this whole thing to fans as everything matters. That was like part of their whole thing was nothing is not canon. Everything is in the continuity, and now that's not true anymore. So, you know, I I I I'm curious to see, and this just popped into my head. I'm curious to see if they wanted look at these after episode episode nine uh short films right the twins and um the ninth jedi as also a way of waiting the post sequel trilogy waters to see how people feel about stories after that time one between the extremely mixed to negative reaction to the sequel trilogy um and then um and just the idea of doing something beyond the original characters, right? Because once you, it, this is it for those characters. They're all gone now. It's 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 it would be in t- whatever story that if they wish to go forward po- post episode nine, everything would not involve would be completely new characters outside of maybe some of the sequel characters that were created, Poe, Finn, Ray, yada blah blah blah. Um, so I wonder if that's a way for them to be like, okay, let's. Let's see if people are okay with that, and let's do it in a non-canon way. In which case, I get that, right? I get that, and I, I, I understand wanting to, to test those waters and test the audience and see if the audience is ready. I just I just don't know if setting that precedent is a good idea. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. also, these are much better these are much more informed people doing much more, I don't know, making a lot bigger decisions that I've ever had to make in my life. So this could end up turning into really cool things where afterwards they end up going, no, it actually, some of this will be canon, right? Because I feel like they could also do that if they wanted for some of them, um, not all of them, but for some of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, this will definitely be interesting to see. I believe they start in September. Um, if I'm correct, I'm, I believe so. I believe so. Um, so we'll probably in the next couple months get even more official 
descriptions and, and detailed premises, and, and we'll probably see some more of them and some inside looks. Um, so we'll definitely talk about that when that comes up. Um, this was an awesome discussion. I hope that everyone listening was able to enjoy um, and, you know, enjoy that discussion about visions, get an idea of what visions is and, and see that it really is a, this, this non-canon thing may not seem like a big deal and it may not to some people, but it also can be a big deal for the timeline going forward and for publishing the Star Wars going forward. Um, so this has been our episode for today. This was our big discussion on Star Wars visions. Um, coming up, we have Race to Crash Point Tower, um, which, which, I th- we should both be done within the next couple weeks um, to talk to, to talk about, which will be good. Uh, we also have a top 10 Jedi list that we will hopefully get to soon. Um, Out of the Shadows, as we mentioned earlier, will also be releasing uh, in the next few days. So we'll have that to talk about in August, uh, along with a bunch of other Star Wars content. The Bad Batch will finish in August, so we'll definitely have that to talk about. Um, well, we definitely a lot of Star Wars content over the next couple month, weeks and months, um, a ton for us to talk about. Um, I'm glad we got to talk today. I'm glad, hopefully, that after we check this, the technical stuff went well. Shamari, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on, um, uh, on the uh, New Generation Podcast Network. That's N-U Generation Podcast Network. Um, you can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, you can also search us on YouTube, NU Generation Media, because um, uh, I do also have other podcasts that I do with my brothers. Uh, so those are very fun, and we have a YouTube channel, so you, you guys should check that out as well. We do reviews for different shows. and um, If you're a sports fan, there's plenty of sports content on there as well. Um, so yeah, definitely check me out there, and uh, check me out on social media at MCCham22 on Instagram and Snapchat. I definitely check, I definitely recommend checking out uh, all the new generation podcasts. You guys are just so polite to each other. You're so nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least on air. I'd imagine not so cuz cuz it's not like my brothers are polite to each other either. But that that you guys are just so polite. Such a nice atmosphere. Um this has been geeking out over Star Wars. Thank you for joining us. If you liked what you're here, you can follow us everywhere that you would find podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. Um, Please follow, subscribe wherever possible. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.